This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Hello, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. And me, Wa'ala Slayo. Oh, today, Wa'ala is going to be a very good day because we're not only talking the power of poetry, which uh, you are uh, amazing enough to be spreading yourself, but um, we're going to be talking about how poetry gets us through some of the toughest times. And also, this is really important, how we can support creatives and artists in a time like this where they rely on events and they rely on gigs for income. Well, there's a lot that we can do. We are about to be joined by award-winning Emirati slam poet Afra Atik, who is going to be dropping her poetry, her wisdom and insight. That is next here on Life Beats on Pulse95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is a time when we need poetry and the arts more than ever. But with lockdowns and social distancing in place, many creatives are finding that their performances and events and gigs, they're just coming to a halt and to share how we can continue to benefit and to support artists in this difficult time. We are excited to be joined once again by award-winning poet Afra Atiq. Afra, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again and again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we love what you bring, you know, not just to us, but, you know, to everybody who sees you perform. And and, and first of all, I want to say, um, you know, it's amazing to be surrounded right now by two of the UAE's best poets uh, and I know that right now it has been difficult you know what for you Afra for you um, with everything being cancelled everyone is self-isolating right now talk to us Afra about what the current coronavirus situation has meant for you first of all I'm glad that people are social distancing and everybody's staying home so I'm just putting that out there we all need to do our part and we all need to just stay home um, I think it's been really, it's been harder than I've expected it to be. Because, yes, you have all the event calcula- um, calculations. No, that's not right. Cancellations. Mm. <laughs> um, and a lot of things have gotten postponed and a lot of things are just up in the air at the moment. So um, the creatives are, are struggling to get through that. Um, because, one, we don't know when these events are going to take place. And two, a lot of us depend on them to promote our work. Um, It's a livelihood for a lot of creatives and a lot of freelancers as well. So we're kind of just at a wait and see kind of point. And it's very unnerving because we don't know how this is how this is going to go. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Afra, I, I didn't want to interrupt you there. My, my, my apologies. Uh, but I just, I'm just so excited to speak to uh, a poet at this moment of time. Uh, when you mentioned the, uh, the unnerving or the, the, the nervousness that is um, widespread at this moment of time, in, in your opinion and in your experience more like, what role does poetry have at this time? How can poetry um, help us address those nerves or how, how, how can poetry help in any shape or form at this moment of time? Um, I think poetry is kind of front and center right now because it's a way to understand the world and it's a way to express things that maybe other people don't um, 
really have a way of expressing. They don't have that tool. And poetry has always transcended all boundaries. So I think poetry is really front and center right now. And I think there's a humanness about poetry and about that connection that you get through poetry and through words and through literature um, that helps, especially in times of, uh, of social distancing, where you don't have that physical um, face-to-face element anymore. Afra, do you find at this moment of time that you're writing more or less? Or are you reading? I, I wish. <laughs> or are you reading? Or do, do, you, do, you, do you go to poetry? Because I think every, every poet, every artist has their own relationship with their, with, with their craft. But do, does, yeah. does the great Afra find herself uh, reading more poetry herself, writing more poetry? How, how has this affected you as uh, a creative individual? Correct me if I'm wrong, Afra, you, you, you can write and perform in three languages. Is that correct? Yes. Masha I'm working on the fourth. Working on the fourth, Masha What's Masha'Allah. the fourth? Wait, 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 wait. We know you've got Arabic and English and French under your belt. What's the fourth one? Uh, so I'm working on learning ASL. Oh, American my God. That's brilliant. I don't even know what that is. What is ASL? It's American Sign, Sign language. language. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. This is incredible. Oh, my God. How do you do that? Because that's physical. And oh, so you're going to be doing that at the same time as your verbal slam poetry. I mean, that's the that's the plan. Um, but like with learning any any language, it's just about practice and it's about uh, figuring out what you need to say and, and how you're going to say it. And does this time that we're going through lend you the space to pick up? Sorry, AU, American? ASL. It's ASL. American Sign Language. Okay. Does this time help you do that? It should. So in the beginning, <laughs> I thought that I was going to be really productive. <laughs> This is everybody and right now. I, like I love that you're sharing this. Please go ahead. Yeah. I uh, so I thought I was going to be so productive, and I thought I was going to be one of those hyper organized people with the to do list and crossing things off and and adding things and and being productive and writing poetry and wor- working on all the things that I haven't had time to do. That is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> what have um, you been doing instead? Tell us. <laughs> I've I've been I mean just to go back to mm. um to what was earlier question, I've been wanting to have more poetry. Yeah. Um but the the productivity was just not on my side. But um I'm learning that that too is a strength to be able to recognize your need for poetry and your need to be creative and figuring out how to work with it. I think right now, um, Afra, it's like all of us have the, had had these great intentions of just kind of um, we did. You I know, so many grand ideas. <laughs> <laughs> taking advantage of this time that we suddenly have on our hands, and you know, getting all productive and all of the things that we've been wanting to do. But actually, it's kind of I think it's a good thing to just kind of sit and just reflect and just kind of like just nourish ourselves rather than think, oh oh, there's time and I have to be productive and I have to write and I have to do this and I have to do... So do, have you found that, that it's kind of like actually it's spiritually nourishing to just kind of sit still for a while and take um, care of yourself? I've never been good at sitting still. My mother and everybody that knows me will tell you that I cannot sit still. But I feel like this is one of those situations where in my mind the story goes, I've set out to write poetry, lots of poetry. And then there's a narrator in the background saying... She did not write poetry. <laughs> it's, just, it's just been that kind of a situation. Um, 
but I'm, I'm trying to become more disciplined about it. So um, my best friend, Shahid Sani, um, does these writing workshops. And one of the things that she tells um, the students in the workshop is to keep writing. So she does these timed writing exercises. And um, I've truthfully never actually done them until now. So I'm, I'm, help, I'm finding that that helps to just have a, that kind of discipline. I think the, the word discipline, mm-hmm. Afra, is so significant in this moment of time, particularly for creative people like yourself that yeah. find themselves in, in the muse where, where wonderful things happen when you're in the mood for them to happen. But when we exercise our discipline, particularly uh, as creative uh, individuals like yourself, uh, it, it's a different setup. It's easy to write when you're having fun, right? It's easy to write when you're on the high of that creative atmosphere. You're surrounded by creative people, creative energies, creative art. But now that we find ourselves isolated and all of that external stimulus is somehow gone, all we have, I guess, is that discipline, right? And I think whether it's exercise or whether it's anything to do with that, how we exercise that discipline is significant. So for you, Afra, can you possibly just explain or share uh, the role discipline has or has not played in your life, both as an individual, uh, a a valuable member of society, a person that's been selected to represent the UAE uh, 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 abroad uh, at the highest uh, platform? What does the role of discipline play in your life? It's so important. I can't stress how important it is. I think that um, it's great to to have a talent, but it does the talent doesn't work unless you do, and the dream doesn't work unless you do. So discipline is really important, and it's important to recognize the amount of work that goes into it. I I meet a lot of people who um, assume that what I do is I just stand on stage and I say what I need to say um, and that it it just kind of happens which it does yeah there's something magical that happens on stage but there's a lot of sleepless nights that go into it there's a lot of practice there's a lot of writing and rewriting and and you have to be able to be disciplined in that respect to understand and respect how much work goes into creative work as a creative you have to understand that See, um, talent is amazing yeah but it doesn't work unless you do this is 100 percent because the great creatives when they get up on the stage they make it look like it's natural that it just comes out of them like you know just pouring out of a stream but actually it's natural like that because you're a master of your craft and we love that so much. You're going to be sharing some of your poetry with us. We're not going to let you get out of this without doing that. Very important. We're going to go to a short break now, Afra, but we're going to come back and and, and talk about your favorite poetry that gets you through hard times. And as someone, like you said, who needs people, who needs to be out and about and can't sit still, how are you uh, coping with this social distancing? There's a lot more to come here on Life Beats. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. We are back with Afra Atir and uh, sharing poetry, sharing a, a bit of insight and how to get through this time. Afra, you know, you mentioned you're somebody who can't sit still, and this is a problem for many people. I know we keep saying stay home, but people can't seem to do it. Uh, so how are you 
how are you managing to kind of stay sane and stay still-ish right now? And there's been a lot of reading. Um, and it's really just finding ways to channel that energy. Mm. So I've been, you know, I, I call my friends. Um, I try to write poetry. It doesn't always work. Um, and I try to just find things to do. Um, I watch a lot of a lot of YouTube. <laughs> I think that's a lot of us. Netflix and YouTube seems to be the savior right now. And, and I've been doing a lot of cooking. It's really strange. I've been hearing about your your cookies. Actually, the cookies <laughs> keep coming up in our conversations. Can you please the cookie, share? Uh, the cookies which don't actually make it to the oven. <laughs> Just leave it at that. <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. But, you know, all jokes aside uh, about, you know, what, what we're going through right now, it's really important, actually, like we said, you know, for those who are artists and performers and poets, um, because we can't get out to see them at events right now. So how do we best support you guys now, um, Afra, through this time? So I think that it's so important to support artists just in general and yeah. creative, but especially now with all the cancellations and a lot of artists depend on these um, events um, and things like that. So it's, it's incredibly important in this moment in time to support them. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you can support your favorite, um, your favorite creative. The number one, obviously, is if you can buy their work. Um, and whether that's you know, visual arts, whether it's um, buying their book, um, buying their music, if you can, that would definitely be the number one way. Um, another way to support them is um, to leave good reviews. This is especially important if they're writers. Um, Goodreads, a lot of people take that seriously. Um, the publishers also look at it, I know, so... That is so interesting. Um, I never thought about that. I'm the kind of person who doesn't normally do that, but I think I'm going to be doing that from now on. I mean, it's important. It's like leaving a review on TripAdvisor almost. Um, not just specifically Goodreads, but leave a comment on their website. Let them know that you enjoy their work. Let other people know that uh, you enjoy their work. And share it. And share it as well. Um, the other thing you can do is... So the Instagram algorithm that it works on now is sometimes not as friendly to uh, creative, uh, small businesses, uh, people with, without large amounts of, of uh, followers. So um, engagement is key. Engage with their content on their social media channels. Like, comment, subscribe, tweet, retweet, um, share post it on your stories, tell a friend about it. Um, and this gets them more visibility, which is important at this time because everybody needs art right now. But more importantly, it helps with their, um, with their own traction and their own vis visibility, um, which is important. Um, also, if you are able to make an introduction, um, if you know somebody who let's say, um, works in a certain industry and there could be a collaboration down the road when things calm down, make that introduction. You can do it online. It doesn't really take very long and it really, really helps um, creatives. And also just let them know that 
you enjoy their work and that they're doing a good job because the creative endeavor is often one that's quite um, lonely at times. Uh, there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of uh, questioning about, are people going to like this? How is this going to go over? And I think it's just really important to just let them know that you enjoy their work. Um, if you must critique, please remember to be kind. <laughs> um, because now a lot of artists are living with things up, kind of up in the air. So um, critique is good. Critique is great. But just make sure that you're kind about it. I think that's a wonderful thing to uh, to remember for all of us. I, I guess what you're saying, Afra, is is almost reach out, reach out to these artists yes. that have inspired you. Just make contact and um, uh, let them know that you appreciate them. And uh, on that note, when I spoke to my children about speaking to you today, they said, "Oh, she came to our school. Afra came to our school. She'd beat you in a poetry slam any day, Dad." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Well, Number one, I didn't realize this was a competition. Number two, yes, I'm pretty sure Afra would do that. But for I you, to, for you to know, yeah, Afra, because you've done a lot of work That's behind amazing. the scenes. You yeah. go into schools, and schools will probably not pay you anything for that. Uh, but you, you've gone in during that time, and you've just spread your your magic. And I think it's times like these where where I need you to know, Afra that you have spread so much goodness that it, it far exceeds what you think and what you possibly could think. And my children are really, really excited uh, to know that I'm speaking to you today. And uh, I, need you, I need you to feel uh, how we all appreciate you and how we really need you more today than, than, than ever before. Yourself, creative people who, who just spread that goodness because they, just ha- they have an abundance in them and it's just flowing. So uh, for me and my children, particularly Nasra and Yumna, who are very convinced you would uh, wipe the floor with me on, in a poetry <laughs> slam. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they're right, to be honest. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so just thank you. Thank you for, for, for giving us so much. And I need you to understand that we're reaching out to you and we appreciate you very, very much. Exactly. That's why, that's why we ask you back time and again. Uh, y- you know, for, for those who have not experienced your poetry, we're, we're going to ask you to, put, to f- perform some for us uh, in just a little bit. But um, you really are unforgettable. Uh, your impact cannot be, cannot be underestimated. This is, uh, this is very, very important. Um, so, you know, from someone like you who is unforgettable, I would love for you to share some poetry that you think is unforgettable and is important for you that gets you through tough times like this. I mean, that is, that means so much to me, um, especially at this time where it's just been incredibly difficult to be a creative. Um, I do a lot of school visits and I'm so glad that I'm memorable to the kids. Um, it's just what I, what I do, the performances, those are amazing and I love them. But what I love even more is taking poetry into school. It's, it's such an amazing thing that I'm so blessed to be able to do. So um, shout out to what and his kids. Um, so yeah, speaking of forgetting, the, the book that I'm reading from is actually called uh, Forget the Words. It's written by Dr. Shahed Shimri. She's a Kuwaiti literature professor, poet, 
extraordinary. She's an amazing person. Um, and I've picked two poems from her book that I think are relevant. And they're poems that I keep going back to um, again and again. So I just have to say for um, you guys in the studio and anybody at home, um, if you know me, you know that when I do poetry, if you hear something you like, snap. I'm just throwing it out there. Like that. There you go. <laughs> yes, so this is, um, the first poem is called Appreciation, and it's written by Dr. Shahid Shimri. <clears throat> to those of us who do not see the beauty of education, has it ever been taken away from you? I watch as my students gather their books, write down their notes, hanging onto every word for dear life. They know that education is the path, the road to take. They know that the world opens its arms to you once you know. What is it that we have to know? We need to know that we need to know. This is a journey of appreciation a chance to experience the world through different eyes, the world of authors and books, a world that has never ceased and will never cease. Um, so that was Appreciation by Dr. Shahid Shimri. Oh, wow. That is incredible. That is so, so incredibly beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I need to know. It, it, is, an, it, it, it is a demand. And, and, and that is She's wonderful. Been amazing. That is very deep. This is what I love about you, Afra. You take us. You, you're not kind of coming from one place or going to one place. You take us like all through kinds of incredible journeys into different topics, into different cultures, into different writers that we have never come across before. And you show us this beauty. And this is one of the things that I cherish about you so much. Mashallah. So thank you for that. We're going to come back in just a moment with you uh, and talk about your uh, PhD research. This is really interesting and very important, particularly right now, because it's all around social media and how that impacts on poetry as well. And we're going to be sharing some of your poetic magic too. That's next here on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. We're sharing all of the good stuff that makes life beat on this show, and poetry is definitely one of them, with one of the UAE's great poets, Afra Atiq. She is with us on the line. Uh, just because, you know, the, the studio was a flutter, Afra, after you recited the last poem from Shahad Shimari. We need another poem from her, please, if you don't mind. I do not mind at all. So, yeah, this, uh, this one is called Compass. <clears throat> there is still so much beauty to be found. Even when I am nostalgic for you, even when there is a darkness that can't seem to lift, I wonder if you can hear me. Writing a dozen letters and they never get sent, speaking in many languages and they never get translated, but there is the effort. There is the attempt. There is the step that we take away from each other 
only to find each other in corners of our minds. I lost my way a while back, and I don't know if you know where you are either, but there is a compass of love you gave me. I'm just not sure if it works. So that was Compass by Dr. Shahid Shimri. I love that. Letters never sent. For those people who have just d- discovered uh, Dr. Shahad uh, Afra, where can we find her work? Um, so you can find her work. You can order her book. Um, I think that's the, that's the best way to do it. Uh, you can also follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, she's a literature professor, so she's got a lot of really interesting content. What about Afra's book? I want to buy all Afra's books. <laughs> where can I buy Afra's books? Uh, Afra doesn't have a book yet. <laughs> no, we have but, to remedy um, that. That must be rectified immediately. I mean, you know, we can we can work on that. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to. You need to for sure. But something you have been working extremely hard on uh, is your PhD, Dr. Afra. Uh, <laughs> uh, inshallah, you will be a doctor soon. Uh, but Talk to us about the journey of this PhD. Um, I believe you were almost about to, to submit. Uh, but I was. So, so what, what happened exactly? It is the great tragedy of 2020, I think. <laughs> um, so right before I was supposed to do my PhD defense, um, all of the universities you know, had a mandatory um, closure which I, I know that it's better to be safe than sorry. So I'm, I'm glad that we are taking as many precautions um, as we can. And I think it's amazing. Um, but on the flip side, I, I was so close. <laughs> it will um, happen. It will happen. I, I think that when it's meant to happen, it will happen. Yeah. yeah. And then we all celebrate and have cake. Exactly. Um, Listen, Afra, you have to tell us a little bit more about it because this is an interesting time right now where on social media we're discovering more and more great poets. We're discovering poetry. And actually, this is what your research is all about, social media and its relationship with poetry. So tell us a bit more about it. So um, my fear when I was proposing my um, my PhD dissertation topic was – how am I going to convince my advisory committee that poetry is important? How do I get them to care about this? And uh, I was blessed with, alhamdulillah, with, with an amazing um, advisor, Dr. Bedri al-Janabi. She's just been amazing. And I remember I spoke to her about the topic and she just said, go for it. Pitch the idea, write the proposal and go for it. Uh, so my topic is social media effects, looking at Arab readers, writers, and Instagram. Um, Instagram being the link between Arab readers and Arab writers. Um, it's a mixed, uh, it's a mixed methods research. So it's not uh, totally quantitative or totally qualitative. It's somewhere in the middle. So I surveyed um, 300 Arab uh, self-identified Arab readers. Um, and looking at the way that they use Instagram and the type of content that they um, engage with with um, writers. And then I also uh, spoke to 30 um, Arab writers. 
So I was looking at both at both sides. Um, and the challenge with this was that there really isn't any research in that area. And me being me, I thought, okay, well, there's no research in this area. <laughs> it's going to be fine. We can do this. And it's amazing. But um, I did run into a few roadblocks with that. Um, and I had to do different analogies um, and bring them in from different fields and then apply them to, uh, to Instagram. And what did you find as you were doing this particular research, Afra? I found out that the PhD is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> For one um, thing, yes. I, I found out that there are a lot of... Um, so globally, a lot of writers have been turning to Instagram, particularly poets. And I found out that this is also a trend that's growing in the Arab world as well. But there are certain qualities of Instagram that lend themselves to allow Instagram to become that platform. Um, there are things like, um, there are things like, I completely forgot. No, there are things like, um, um, you can use a username so people can publish anonymously. Um, a lot of women actually told me that that, uh, women writers told me that that is a feature that they, um, that they enjoy. Um, privacy settings are another one. Um, creating a t- completely different genre with visual literature. So using Instagram, using the visual aspect, um, pictures, illustrations, uh, drawings, video, and making it really mixed medium literature um, has also helped um, as well. And also it's helped people reach um, publishers and uh, to get in touch with audiences that they wouldn't necessarily um, have their work be accessible to them. So that's on the writer's side. And on the reader's side, it, Instagram lends itself because it's easy to use. So a lot of readers will keep up with their favorite writers. They can engage with them. They can leave comments. So it's really become a, a world unto itself. You told me an amazing story, actually, Afra, about uh, one I of so many amazing stories. <laughs> one of one of the writers that you approached, and and uh, the words that she put out there, or the words that she was reading, and 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 how uh, she connected with that, and people are connecting with that, like you said, because it's such a vulnerable. There, there are such vulnerabilities involved with writing and with poetry. And, and people can access those those thoughts and, and those experiences that really resonate with them in a very vulnerable place um, in a way that doesn't expose them so much. I always say that writing is like showing your neck to the ones wielding the sword. Mm. And that's how I feel about it, even as a, as a writer and as a, as a poet and performer. And it is a very personal and intimate craft. So it's only natural that people would want to kind of minimize that, that vulnerability. But what happens with, um, with social media in general is that you do have it as that barrier, which is actually very interesting because it acts as this barrier you know, protecting those vulnerabilities in a sense, but it doesn't act as a barrier because it's still getting the work out there. 
it's just really interesting. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Afra, I think we need to hear from you. We need to hear some poetry from Afra Atik. So can you please share something with us? Yes, I will. Happy to. So I'm going to share a poem called, um, <clears throat> called Cher Moi, which is French for Dear Me. So it's a letter that I wrote to my younger self. Um, and it's everything that I want to say to myself, but everything that I want to leave um, you guys with and, and the audience and the listeners with. Okay, ready? Take it away. No. When they tell you that you talk funny, that your words fall on ears like trees in a forest that no one hears, do not try to make yourself smaller just so they can feel bigger. Even though your accent sits on fault lines between languages you're not sure how to use yet, and your Arabi, your Arabi takes you twice as long to form sentences. Use ism instead of fail with incorrect quantifications and genders. You'll spend years trying to pronounce your own name in a language that feels like yours with handwriting, that feels like yours, cher moi. Know that misshapen letters and messy words never stopped anyone from weaving them into stanzas. No, there is beauty in contrast and bold lines and skies of bright blue and burnt orange painted as if from memory. Your spelling gets better. But your handwriting still looks like it did in the fourth grade when you spent hours making sure your letter S was exactly symmetrical like the Japanese origami cranes your mother learned how to fold Chermois. I wish I could send you postcards from where we end up that say, wish you were here. Breathe. You're right where you need to be at all. Works out in the end to make up for all the days you didn't have any friends when you would have given anything to be anyone other than who you are, be anywhere other than here, be anything other than the last piece of the puzzle that never fully makes it home, cher moi, go home. Go to where your voice sings the loudest, regardless of whether it knows all the right words. Go where it is met with a set of sailboat lungs and broad shoulders that carry the weight of the world, cher moi. Sometimes, sometimes they will mistake your kindness for the welcome mat in the doorway. Do not... Let their gravity ground the songbirds singing in your chest or change the beat of your marching band heart. Your kindness is not a curtain of weakness to hide behind because you think they'll like you more if you're quiet and compliant. Be the bold brushstrokes over the canvas. Be the cranes flying over the landscape normally painted in monotone. Cher moi, you were never meant for backstage no matter how much you try to tell yourself. Otherwise, cher moi, be thankful. Be thankful for those who love you. And those who you love, and those who you love who do not love you back, cher moi, you built a spine out of marble and a rib cage, out of sawdust from dreams, but you're scared of your voice, scared of being heard. I promise you will grow into your words the same way a hurricane rips through its surroundings fast, unforeseen, without warning. And no matter what you do, you are never fully prepared for its magnitude, cher moi, cher moi. Thank you so much, Afra Atik. 
comme le vent, sur moi, your eyes are Sarukos. Your mother says her mother's eyes live in yours. They are lined with a thousand constellations and origami cranes flying through the night sky. Chermoy, I know you do not think much about words or poetry or yourself. But one day, years from now, a girl in ninth grade will tell you that she is laughed at for her words. She will ask you how you knew you were a poet and you will tell her what I am telling you now. You will tell her. قد يكونون القافية والكلمات والوزن والبحر لكن لكن القصيدة تبقى للشاعرة وانا وقصيدتي لا نخشى الغرق like a postcard from where we end up that says wish you were here breathe it all works out in the end thank you Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Soul shaking stuff, Afra. That was absolutely Thank beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. MashaAllah. I'm, I'm speechless. Oh, we, we all are. And I just don't think that there's a better way to end our interview with you today but just with this beauty that you've shared with us today. So thank you so much. We Thank appreciate it. It's been amazing. And we hope that it inspires everybody. Make sure you follow Afra online. And uh, when she has a book, buy the book. Absolutely. <laughs> Mandatory. Oh, incredible. Thank you so much, Afra Atiq. Have an amazing day. Shukran. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.